It's jelly bean time. I'm here in Dublin still, and I've just come across another person from the fantastic, relatively new website from South Africa, badem.co.za. Oh, I remembered that. Fantastic. Hello, Craig. Say hello. Good day. Good day. Uh, Craig, you're from South Africa, and I just wanted you to give people a little bit of an idea about you know, your background, what you do, and, and where you fit into the world. Great. Okay, so my name is Craig Wiley. I'm from South Africa. I live in Cape Town. I work for a national ambulance service um, as a twofold job, essentially, clinical manager of operations and then also provider manager of any other ambulances that we, or ambulance services that we would use in Cape Town. Okay, and, and, and when you say national service, th this is something I didn't know. There, there isn't actually a public central government-owned service. Is there, or it's not dominated by that sort of service in South Africa? Is that correct? No, no. They, they, look, there is definitely a, a public service. Yeah. Um, it's provincial based. Right. Um, and they do do eighty percent of the call volume in South Africa. But uh -huh. both private and public services respond to both primary responses and retrieval work. Okay. And so, is there a possibility then of like actually having ambulances from pu public and private sector turning up with the same person? Yes, most definitely, especially in the public place. Right. And in fact, in the Western Cape specifically and other provinces in South Africa, we do have a very close working relationship with the public services, so much so that we actually are in their um, emergency contact centers. Right, okay. As in your co-located, you have yes. somebody in there. Okay. And so how many, is it, how many private providers are actually in the field? Uh, yeah. um, as far as services go? Yeah. Um, so, for instance, ER24 is a national service and one of the biggest ones in, um, in South Africa. We've got about 1,000 um, staff members working for right. us. There are around about 300 private ambulance services in South Africa, right. um, which is a lot, um, mainly operating two to three ambulances each. Okay. Um, but our provincial ambulance services obviously has a huge amount of, um, like you would find in London, NHS right. ambulances and staff members. So that's very interesting. I mean, I suppose in, in some ways, um, you know, like bad EM often talks about um, from the medical point of view and some of the treatment stuff that it's not actually a, a it is a slightly resource poor environment. It's not as poor as a lot of other places, but it doesn't have what they have in New York City and Sydney, mm -hmm. Australia. Um, how, well, I, I didn't expect to find out that you had this sort of interesting interaction and um, with the private sector. But here's the question. Does it provide good care? Does it actually give a good coverage? Yeah, I think there's a there's a huge. Dis there's, there's two questions there. So let's start with the coverage. I'm sorry, because okay. this, this, is, this is a yes and no answer. So, mm. the, is everybody covered? Does everybody have access to a good ambulance service? Yes, mainly, but not in all areas. Okay. So there's, uh, we we obviously centred around urban areas. Um, the provincial services do provide a good service in in the more rural areas, but often you can wait hours for ambulances and. Um, there, there is big gaping holes in the middle of what, what we, um, our provinces like Northern Cape and Eastern Cape where, where it will take you hours to get an ambulance. Right, okay, isn't before they even arrive at you. And, yes. Correct. And is it fair to assume then that, is that just distance? I mean, are they going to have to know the long drive to get back or is it a case of there's just not enough resources in that area? Distance and resources. Okay. Mostly, mostly I would say distance is, is, is the bigger issue mm. that we have. Um, but we are resource limited, especially in the public service where, where we... They, the, the mandate is to service everyone. Yes. And everyone is a lot of people. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not even sure what the population of South Africa is at the moment. It's a pretty big country. Yeah. You, you'll have me at a go there as well. I know we're around four, 4 million in the Western Cape, which okay. is one of nine provinces. Right, okay. All so, right. so paramedic training in South Africa, what is that like? What's the shape of that? 
Okay, so we, we're going through a, a bit of a, a change in paramedic training at the moment in South Africa where we used to be mainly based on short courses, basic, intermediate, and advanced life support paramedics. Um, and you do your course and go through a in-service um, working training um, platform and then do another course and then you know, do, the, do the advanced life support course. Or you could go through a university, um, initially a diploma, yep. and then do a degree after that. Um, which would get you to a emergency care practitioner level, which is the highest in Australian terms, like your ICP is. Okay. Um, but and then there's now another mid-level worker, which is called emergency care technician. Okay. Which is a two-year diploma at the moment. So we're going through a little bit of a change there. Um, it's there's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of um, people that don't know quite where they're going to fit in, right. in the future. Yes. Um, so yeah, basically there's a short course and a university degree. Okay, but which one did you do? Okay, so I qualified around about 2000, or not around about, I did qualify in 2006 as a national diploma, yep. um, where you got an advanced life support um, qualification, you could practice as such on the road. Yep. Um, in 2008, I then qualified, or 2009, sorry, 2009 I qualified as a bachelor um, in technology. Um, paramedic, and I've been working as that since then. Okay, fantastic. So, it, your qualification, because I mean, in many places I've worked with paramedics, it's not—it's quite hard for them to move from one area to another. Even in Australia, it's actually not that easy to move from one state to another. It's getting a little better, I think. But that seems to be the sort of model. Do you have that within South Africa? Can you move from state to state with your qualification, no problem? Yeah, there's. Um, so South Africa is nice in the fact that we register with the the professional. The Health Professional Council, right. um, which is the same council that um, doctors and everyone else registers with, and that is a national yep. um, regulating body. And yeah, which brings, brings us to the next question: Are you? Is it easy for you guys to get work overseas? Is your qualification recognised for in the UK or anywhere else? It's easier to get recognised. Um, easier. The, okay. the, there's a um, there is application process wherever you go, hmm. um, and in certain areas there's a quite a rigorous um, entrance exams and stuff like that mm. but um, we we have been known to easily incorporate into into different countries um, we've got several paramedics currently working in Australia yep. as I think you know um, Gary and Neil and all those guys are working up yeah. there down there um, there's there's a large contingent of our paramedics working in Qatar okay um, mainly because the, the the ambulance service there has a lot of South Africans in management okay the couple in England, Matthew Harris and them, okay, yeah, um, that already quali qualified in in South Africa, and I believe there's there's someone in Ireland as well, um, Jason. Okay, and well. you're, however, you know, having done stuff in Hems and and road car stuff, and I suppose the, the first thing I, I wanted to ask is that everybody's got to got this idea that everybody in South Africa is getting shot, and you know, and there's a huge amount of trauma and so on, and it's like Baragwanath everywhere, and you're walking around in blood. <laughs> is that true? Yes. And no. So <laughs> um, there's never just an easy answer to everything. Um, yes, we see a lot of trauma. And if you want to get experience in trauma, you can definitely come to, to South Africa and you'll see trauma. Mm. But we do have a large burden of disease, specifically in HIV and TB um, yes. medicine, as you know. And I don't, think, I don't think that the ambulance services are immune to that. Mm. So we still get called out to, um, to, to that burden of disease. Um, we see a lot of TB, we see a lot of emphysema, COPD mm. patients. Um, and, I mean, in the service that I work in, we, we do quite 
we, we do like to pride ourselves to actually be able to treat those patients as well and mm -hmm. not just the trauma patient. Yeah. Um, we do telemetry, 12-lead telemetry in our service. Mm -hmm. We do CPAP um, in the cars, yeah. ventilations. Um, the advanced license for paramedics to initiate CPAP pre-hospital. Yep. So, so, yeah, I mean, we pride ourselves in covering everything covering the whole burden of disease and not just the trauma. Yeah, okay, so, well, the, um, but you, interestingly, are now, if having done the clinical work, are working a little bit less clinically at the moment. What's, what's your role presently? Okay, so I'm, I'm more in clinical management, and I think um, I, I, started, I started my clinical management career in 2012, which is around about the time that the whole foam aid smack yep. revolution happened. And... Um, I think it's it's mainly due to that 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 it's been such a success. Is you you can tap in around the world mm. to things that can actually work in your setting. Mm. Um, now, that's that's also the main reason why we started Bad EM is because we believe that we have to still tailor mm. stuff to work in our setting. So my current job is in operations. I I look after um, clinical management, and that's that's a lot to do around patient safety yeah. adverse events yeah. of of what happens in our ambulance service the trigger tools, um, the indicators, looking at that stuff and seeing what, what training should be done in our service. And then also looking at other services, quality and how we should interact mm. with um, other services to build the industry in South Africa. Okay. And has that been rewarding? Have you enjoyed doing that? Most definitely. I think it, 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 um, everyone's obviously different. I, I like the system approach. Mm. I like to say that I can do more, mm. um, I can kind of direct practice, direct clinical practice in the industry and not just in my patient care. Yeah. Um, obviously patient care is important. I, I still like going out and treating patients, but it's nice to say like, listen, Sisters. if I, yeah. if I teach my service, which has got about 105 paramedics, ALS paramedics, yeah. Um, how to do ventilation better, yep. I've made a change in More all their patients, Agreed. Yep. which is nice. Fantastic. Look, it sounds absolutely fascinating. I didn't know uh, loads of that sort of stuff about South Africa. It's quite interesting to get a lowdown from somebody on the inside. I love the website. I think it's fantastic. I think it's a great example of cross-disciplinary um, uh, medical education. It doesn't have to be phone med, phone med, phone paramed, or whatever. But you know, we're all kind of in this yeah. together. I love that sort of thing about this movement. And yours is a, a perfect case and example. And I know that um, uh, your um, colleague Kat was talking to me about some of it yesterday, and it's expanding. You're getting more people in at the moment. Do you think it's um, what is it? Three paramedics, one medical student, one doctor at the minute. Yeah. So and um, you're getting a bunch more doctors in. <laughs> yeah. So why so, are you lowering the standard? I mean, that's what I want to know. What's uh, is it? Just hard to get paramedics to help, or it's very much like yesterday's talk. Um, <laughs> is doctors actually <laughs> influence? Um, no, I, I think that. Um, Obviously, it's easier to get doctors to write stuff down. Paramedics don't like writing stuff down. Um, but we understand that we can't, as a specifically a pre-hospital, out-hospital um, industry, survive alone. Okay. Yeah. So we need the experts. We need to be cross-pollinating yeah. with, with everyone out there. Yeah. And th this goes for emergency medicine as a whole developing industry. As, as we need to take the pediatric guys and say, listen, tell us what you know about this. Let's adapt it and let's apply it to our setting. Yeah. So we've got like a double adaption. Um, we, we actually have to take the, the, the experts, listen to their, their view of things, um, apply it to our setting, and then also take what's coming from international people and apply it to the African setting, yeah. how we can roll it out. Yeah, that's cool. This is lovely work. So BADEM, uh, so it's basically B-A-D-E-M dot co 
Z-A, tweeting at at bad underscore E-M. And your Twitter handle is? My Twitter handle is simple. It's just at Craig Wiley. Which is your name. Okay, brilliant. Mm. Thanks for coming along today. Thanks a lot. No worries. <laughs>